Hey guys, welcome to the number 152 ever episode of a Wiz Talk with Chase. I'm Chase Coburn. I'm Chase Coburn. Today, we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today, we are going to be recapping the Wizards vs. Pistons game and previewing the Wizards vs. Hawks game. Uh, we did post to the Cool Sports Network, and so uh, if you haven't seen that episode, please check it out. I'll leave the link to the Cool Sports Network in the description below, as I always do. And uh, also, if you see Chase Sports News or on the uh, Cool Sports Network, I did fracture my wrist this uh yeah not great but um so yeah i'm definitely going to be doing more podcasts now because i can't write as long articles and i'm definitely going to put a lot of time and and work into this podcast knowing that i can't do much physically um you know or any physical activities so um yeah i just want to give you guys a heads up on that hope you guys do enjoy this episode if you do subscribe follow share and you you guys know the drill our views have are literally going on the downtrend though like it's like the stock market right now that continues to go down our views are continuing to go down no 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 we are not going to do that you guys are going to continue to view so you can continue to get more views on this podcast let's get into this right now the Pistons game was a fun game. That was that was a fun game. The Wizards were the best team at dominating in a close game. And you're probably like, Chase, how can you dominate in a close game? You heard me correctly. They dominated in a close game. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players in double digits. And I already knew the amount. I wanted to count it with you guys, though. Eight. Eight, the number of Lamar Jackson, Alexander Ovechkin, Rui Hachimura, and Cal Ripken. Eight. Did I say eight? I think I did. But you can never outscore them. And Hachimura, Hachimura, thank you so much for being in the Wizards. 11 points, one rebound. Didn't do much else, but three for three from downtown, four of nine for the field. Ugh, looks good to me. But he's really stepping up. And at first I was like, What's the value of Hachimura if he can only make mid-range shots and get shots in the paint? But now he is a really good three-point shooter. And ever since the trade, sorry, that was my uh, my splint right there. Um, but ever since the trade deadline, I'm pretty sure he has around like an eighty percent three-point percentage, and he's around like I think he's thirteen of seventeen from downtown. And not exactly sure that exact percentage, but that's very good. Corey Kispert plus twelve. Um. Uh, 11 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 1 block. Good efficiency. But he could never really play man, uh, Monday man, man-to-man defense. Like, when he had to guard someone, they blow by him. I don't know. I I'm, I still need to see more from Kispert, right? Wizards, great game, though, by the way, shooting. Uh, when you shoot 50% for 3, 50% for the field, very, very good. 80, yeah, 80% for the free throw line is fine. But I, it's just... I, I can't rely on Corey Kispert's defense right now. That was one of the things coming in. I'm like, okay, he's a good defender. He clearly has not stepped up to be a, that defender in the NBA, and he also is very inconsistent. I don't even know like what it is. It's just he he seems again. It, it's it's when you're on the Wizards, it seems you have to be inconsistent. It's like a rule, and he it, you, he can have times where you can like hit a three pointer from half court, or he can miss a free throw. Like, he, he really goes back and forth. 
and it's just not really something the Wizards need. I mean, it's good to have his talent, but not something the Wizards need. Thomas Bryant also was amazing with a plus 10. And I've always thought Daniel Gafford was a better player, and I still do think that he was. But I think when Gafford was struggling the parts in the game, Thomas Bryant did a great job coming in and extending this lead. And, you know, I was just relaxing on the couch, still paying attention to the game, thinking the game is over, and then all of a sudden it's a three-point game, and I stand up again. Uh, you know, because I, I just think the Wizards didn't exactly know what they were doing. Now, Denny Avdia looks like he is healthy. I know he got injured in the middle of last game. And that, you know, he didn't. He only played nine minutes because of it. But uh looks like he is okay, so that's good. Because the Wizards are missing him. They've been missing one of their key defenders. Tomas Sadoransky debut, not bad. Uh, four points, three rebounds. One assist, two steals, one block. Really love the defense from Tomas Sadoransky. He was plus nine as well. Ish Smith, 11 points. Eight, uh, eight assists, four rebounds, plus six. What something I really liked about Tomas Sadoransky is his aggressiveness on defense. Right, He's one of those players on the bench in a game like this. It's just in any game, right? You need someone to be aggressive. You need the guy that, that is willing to take risks. And he, he did that. He went for a lot of those passing lanes. He was playing very, very tight defense, which could sometimes be risky. But he did a good job, and they blew by him. They switch, and then they switch again. And I think the Wizards know that he's going to play tight. And I think uh, oh, Wizards, and I think Daniel Gafford did very good at that as well. When they were in the game together and they get toward the paint, he'd commit, some would blow by, Gafford would get him there, and then Gafford would be able to commit back if they made the pass toward the center. And then Saturday. Ransky would be back on his guy. So definitely very good chemistry there. Even though he only had four points, only made one shot, attempted one shot, his aggressiveness and his overall abilities were really good in the game. I just think in general, the Wizards, the Wizards play good. You know, I mean, I actually don't think they play great, but I think they had a lot of players that could get the job done. They didn't play well as a whole, though, and that's something they're definitely going to have to improve on. Uh, and Pistons, you know, they played play a pretty good game. You know, just going to get the job done. All right. Moving on to the fantasy points reaction. I had Kyle Kuzma getting 65 to 70 fantasy points. I had him having a crazy game. He only had 40. I wanted to go for the crazy prediction. Didn't work. I had Jeremy Grant getting 35 to 40 fantasy points. He got 47. I had Cade Cunningham getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. He got 36. And I had Kadivis Caldwell Pope getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. He got 21. Say it did average there. But I am pretty good at predicting now. I predict the Wizards to win this game. Which means I'm pretty sure I was pretty sure I was 31 and 29 somewhere around there. I think I'm 32 and 29 right now, so I think that's really really good record. It is better than the Wizards are right now, so yeah, I think you know pretty decent. All right, now we are going to predict the Wizards Hawks game. <laughs> if you're listening on this podcast, you, you know, I don't even have to say it. We start off with the injuries around here. For the Wizards, Kristaps Porzingis is still out, but it looks like he's playing five on five ball, which is great. Uh, so he will return soon. Vernon Carey is out. And Bradley Beal, he, I know he is out. We're going to have an episode on this coming up. He said he will most likely re-sign with the Wizards. Once we ha- once they have another like two-day break or something, I'll, I will try to get an episode in about what this means for the Wizards, what they can maybe do this offseason. But yet again, we still got to get past this season. And the Wizards, if they win this game, learn more about that in my com preview article for this game. But if they win this game, they have a chance. I mean, I mean they have a chance. To make the play-in tournament since it'd only be half a game behind and have to tiebreaker over the Hawks. And Porzingis hasn't played for the team yet. And John Collins is injured. And I think this team is only getting hot. You know, I, th- I think this is a team that is getting hot at the right time. And I think that they have potential to make the playoffs. So this season is not over. We just can't already pay attention to next season. For the Hawks, John Collins is questionable, but 
it looks like he will not play. ESPN says he's out. Um, WashingtonWizards.com says he's questionable. I think he's out. Onyeka Okongwu is out. I mean, I have him on my fantasy team. I mean, he's out. I've been the Hawks haven't played him in a while, so I, I I'm assuming he is out, and he's not projected to start either. That spoils one of my some of my probable starters. We will move over to that section of this prediction or preview. Uh, I have the for the Wizards: Howell, Neto, Corey Kispert, Davis, Caldwell Pope, Kyle Kuzma. Daniel Gafford will be starting for the Wizards. For the Hawks, Trey Young, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, now Gallinari, Gallinari, and Clint Capella. All right. Moving on to our prediction. You know, I'm just kind of chilling today. You know, right? I want to chill, right? Can I at least chill, right? Friday night, let's have some fun. Let's go. Friday night, let's see what we can do. The Wizards, right? I could just relax on my couch, see the Wizards win. And uh, no, I don't think that will happen. I have the Hawks having a nine-point win, 126-117, starting off my Coburn's catch. I think the Hawks will win be, win this game because they are the better basketball team. They are coming off a win over Chicago in a game where Trey Young put up 39 points and 13 assists. Atlanta has a 14-13 and 13 record since January 1st. Washington has a 10-16 and 16 record in the same time span. The Hawks will win since they're the better team, but it will be close since Atlanta is coming off a back-to-back and the fact that the Hawks are missing Collins, but still an Atlanta W. Moving on to spread time. Wizards plus four and a half, Hawks minus four and a half, over under 224 and a half. I have 243 points in my game, so I'd easily pick the over and it would pick the Hawks. My spread, I have Wizards plus six, Hawks minus six, over under 235 and a half. I would pick the over and I would pick the Hawks. And I think I said that for the last time. If I said Wizards, I meant Hawks. Um, I do think this, they'll win by nine, but I do think it will be very close uh, most of the game. And then the Hawks are just going one run that the Wizards can never really come back from, whether it's at the beginning of the game. So, any time in the game, the Hawks will have one run, and the Wizards it will be close all, the entire time um, besides that run. But the Hawks will just make that one extra run because they have Trey Young. They have these electrifying players, and that is why they'll win by nine. They'll be a very, very close nine points. Moving on to fantasy outlook, I have Trey Young getting 65 to 70 fantasy points, and you'll learn more later. It kind of spoils it, but... Uh, you guys probably knew I was going to go for who you got anyway. I had Kyle Kuzma getting 50 to 60 fantasy points. I had Clint Capella getting 25 to 30 fantasy points. And I have Howell Neto getting 25 to 30 fantasy points. I don't know why I keep saying had. I had this. No, I have this. This is what I think is going to happen. You know? What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I'm giving this percentage a period. ESPN giving Atlanta a 59.7% chance of winning is very reasonable. Atlanta is flat out the better team with the best player on the floor. However, with Collins out on Washington's overall play, especially recently, this will be a close game, which is why the percentage makes sense. I give this percentage a period. Last but not least, you ready? Who ya got? Trey Young will be the best player on the floor tonight. Young is a very good shooter, 38% from downtown to be exact, and Washington struggles guarding the three-point shot since they are around the middle of the pack, actually in the second half, so below average, really, when it comes to the NBA team rankings, when it comes to three-point percentage allowed. Because of that, Young is my who ya got player of the game, and while a stat line that looks like 37 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 0 blocks, and 60% field goal shooting. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. If you want to learn more about a wizard trade, I didn't really want to put it on here, though. I wanted to do some on the Cool Sports Network because I talked about the Thunder a lot in the trade. Also, James Harden could have gone to the Washington Wizards, just the Washington Wizards, if you want to learn more about how that trade actually was realistic and how it was just one step away from declining. Bradley Peel also said something about it. Please check out the Cool Sports 
Sports Network. Again, hope you guys uh, did enjoy this episode. Please tell me who you think is going to win. Again, hope you guys did enjoy. Check out other Wiz Talk with Chase episodes, cool sports network episodes, and chasesportsnews.com, especially the preview article. That link is in the description. Hope you guys did enjoy. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.